How do you unlock your full potential of influence and create lasting change? I'm your co-host, Dave Donaldson. Along with your other co-host, Scott Young, welcome to the Influencers Podcast. Join us each week for inspirational stories and strategies from leaders, experts, and professionals around the globe. We want to see you get equipped and empowered to make an impact that resounds from your neighborhood to the nations. What a joy to welcome you to the Influencers Podcast. And we have an exciting guest interview today with the woman behind the pretzels. The Auntie Anne is with us. And if you've ever walked by one of those booths, it just makes your mouth start to drool. Ann Byler began twisting pretzels in 1987, really to help her husband to offer free counseling, just to help the free counseling, to help people in their community. So it began with a vision just to help people. And from that, Auntie Anne's grew into the world's largest hand-rolled soft pretzel franchise. Anne's journey towards success has had many highs and many lows. She and her husband have been through triumph and tragedy. They know the deep despair of losing a child. They went through the darkness of those hours and the pain that came out of that had to be persevered through. We're going to be talking about that today on Influencers, persevering through personal and professional pain in order to move to an area of influence and success. Anne is really among an elite group of women who has founded and franchise national companies, and even a smaller group of women that have franchised internationally. She has been on so many programs. She's been on Secret Millionaire, Oprah Winfrey, Good Morning America, Anderson, and a program named Food Court Wars. I've never heard of that one before. I have to look that one up. Food Court Wars. She's been in a lot of magazines. She's been featured in a Fortune magazine, Inc. Magazine, Guidepost Magazine, and we're thrilled that she's with us today. In 2005, she sold Auntie Anne's Pretzels and really became um, an author, a speaker, really an influencer. She wrote Twist of Faith, which is a powerful book about how business has developed in her life. She went on to write Secret Lies Within, which is an inside-out look at trauma. We'll talk about that today, Overcoming Trauma by sharing your story. Her mission really is to help women overcome pain, blame, and the shame of their past, not to be held in their past, but to move into their future with purpose and with power. And we're glad that you've joined us today. You and Jonas are such an incredible couple. We've had the joy of being with you in Africa, the joy of being with you in the Middle East, in Israel, in the Holy Land, and we want to welcome you to the Influencers Podcast today. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and thank you, Scott, for uh, for allowing me to be on, on your show. I'm, I'm so excited to, to be able to chat with you for a few minutes and uh, to catch up and uh, to tell my story for God's glory. Well, it's such a joy to have you. You are a returning guest to the Podcaster's Influence, and I encourage people to look up the episode that Anne did with us before on being a forerunner of woman's leadership in the corporate world and her personal journey of overcoming triumph through the power of just truth and confession. 
Since then, and you've gone on to write a book called Overcome and Lead, which is a fascinating book. Can you tell us the inspirational thoughts behind that book that's just come out? Well, um, you know, everywhere I've, I've gone, Scott, people um, always ask me, um, they, they have so many questions about Auntie Anne's. And, you know, I know that Auntie Anne's is a modern day business miracle. And I'm always fumbling for words. How do I explain in a couple of sentences, you know, how we grew Auntie Anne's from one little store uh, to an international uh, franchise? And so uh, it's it's my story. It's It's a huge part of my story. And I kept telling Jonas, you know, I know there's one more book left inside of me. I have to write a book about uh, business leadership. And as it turned out, uh, the title Overcome and Lead is really, um, it's my story in every season of my life is overcoming. And um, so when we finally came up with a title, I realized, wow, we, we can write this book. And um, I'm really excited because now if you ask me how did Auntie Anne's go from one store to an international franchise, I'm going to say, here's the book, pick it up and read it. <laughs> we'll give it to you. <laughs> I mean, really, how can you get a miracle spot? Tell me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like it's such a fascinating story. You can't compress it into just a few sentences. Mm-hmm. I do know in the book, though, you write this, and this was fascinating. In order to overcome our obstacles, we must overcome ourselves. Uh, what do those words mean to you and people that are listening? Well, um, I love to speak from my experience because that's um, that's most of what I know, <laughs> what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going into the business, you know, uh, I I knew nothing uh, about business. I was a I grew up in the Amish culture. Mm-hmm. And my dream was to be a housewife and to be a mom and um, eventually a grandma. But in my early early days as a as a young mom, um, I I couldn't wait to grow. I mean, as a, a young girl, I couldn't wait to grow up and have my very own family. That was my dream. Uh, mm-hmm. Career was never a part of my vocabulary growing up. It was uh, um, I never dreamed of a career. So the overcoming part of my life is all about. Um, the, the trauma that I experienced and the the tragedy that we experienced as a young married couple. Mm-hmm. And that really uh, impacted me, body, soul, and spirit. We lost our 19-month-old daughter uh, on the farm. It was, an, in, it was mm-hmm. an accident and Angela was killed instantly. And five months into that, mm-hmm. I went to my pastor for help and um, he took advantage of me, which kept me in uh, almost seven years of abuse wow. of every kind. Uh, at the end of that... Mm almost 10 year uh, span from 1976 to 1987, uh, there was so much pain, blame and shame in my life that I I didn't understand, um, Scott, that I had so much to overcome because I really kept thinking, well, it's behind me, it's behind me. I I, I don't mm-hmm. need to worry about that. But the pain, the blame and the shame just uh, really yeah. was overcoming me. So I'm saying that to say that when I find my found myself in in the business world, I had overcome a lot within me. My husband and I we ended up, um, you know, staying married, and we're married almost 53 years now. Thank God for a good man in my life. Thank God, yeah. Here, that was not the case. So I went into the business, Scott, with so much baggage. I can't even describe it. It's Mm -hmm. like ball and chain that was just keeping me. Um, from really excelling and, and more importantly than that, from 
It was keeping me from fulfilling the purpose which God had for me. So when I talk about overcoming the obstacles, let me tell you, uh, we started the company with no capital, no formal education, and no business plan. Well, that will tell you right there that I had some obstacles to overcome. (laughs) And so going from one store to two stores the very first year, the next year it was 12 um, more stores. And the next year, I think it was 35 more stores. So it didn't happen slowly. It was a very quick transition from being a housewife in a church um, ministry. We were in the ministry at our church. And from that to this very fast growing company. And at one point, Scott, I almost, I mean, almost crashed and burned and crumbled under the weight of Mm -hmm. all the obstacles that I, that I faced every single day. Obstacles like um, um, going from one store to two, then I knew that I had to delegate the second store to someone. And then as the company grew, I had to continue to delegate Uh, obstacles like um, who do you bring into your company? How do you find the right people? How do you find the people that that can hold your your values and carry your um, your culture into the company. Um, how do you grow from uh, one store to fifty stores, and then halfway around the world you begin franchising? So the obstacles were were just so um, daunting to me. And at one point, you know, for a while, Scott, I I I I want I didn't blame it on anything in particular, but subconsciously, I would say if I only had more education, if I only um, Mm -hmm. knew more about business, if we would just know more, if we just have more money to invest. So it was all those things. And finally, Mm -hmm. you know, one day my husband said to me, hun, and I didn't whine or complain a whole lot to others, but I sure did to Jonas when I got home from work every night. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, "Hun, I, d- I don't know if I can do this. I don't." I remember one time we came to Florida, and uh, I was having a very, very bad time. And and uh, I called him, and I told him, "I don't want to be Auntie Anne anymore." And uh, he said, to me, "Well, hun, who who do you want to be?" And I said, "I don't know, yeah. but I just know I don't want to be Auntie Anne anymore." And he said, "Well, hun, God put you in this place, in this position." And you have to understand and you have to know, I'm telling you, nobody else was called to be Auntie Anne. So apparently mm-hmm. God feels like you're qualified. And uh, I, God took me to a verse in Psalm 32, verse 8. And he said to me very clearly, Scott, it's his promise. It's my verse for my business. I will instruct you mm-hmm. and I will teach yeah. you in the way that you should go. And I will counsel you or guide you with my eye. And let me tell you, Scott, so that promise, I, I hung on to that promise. Now, mm-hmm. that did not mean that God's going to do everything for me. <laughs> it just right. meant God would instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go by bringing the right people to the company. By me being opening myself up to learning, I began to read books about franchising and management and leadership. And I went to all kinds of conferences and did uh Um, lots of uh, personality profiles until I was totally confused about who I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, God (laughs) took all of those things and I began to understand that everything that I need, Scott, is really and truly within me. And I'm going to have to overcome Mm -hmm. the insecurities inside the inner life, the insecurities, Mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, I had no self-esteem that was gone. I had Mm -hmm. to, um, mm-hmm. um, the, the intimidation factor, 
like everybody knows more, everybody has more, everybody's mm-hmm. smarter. And I had to overcome all those things. It was a big deal. And it took me a while to get to the point where I finally, after probably, I want to say maybe seven or eight years, I got comfortable in my own skin. And I realized then that mm-hmm. God, you know, I didn't feel, I felt called, but I didn't feel like I was qualified. But you know what? All along, mm-hmm. God knew I was qualified. <laughs> he knew. There's somebody listening uh, mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and they are struggling with their self-worth, mm-hmm. oh. their value as a, as a woman, mm-hmm. as a business leader. What do you say to them to help pull them from where they are, stuck in the mud of despair, mm-hmm. where you were, mm-hmm to turn things around and become the person that God really intends them to be? Mm. Well, Scott, that is a loaded question. And, you know, I've written a book on the secret lies within. And I Mm -hmm. truly believe that when when we're in despair, uh, we're depressed, uh, we feel like it's over at the age of 37. I I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God had nothing else left for me. I, I was in such despair in such darkness, in such, and I had believed so, so many lies. And, you know, when we believe lies about who we are, we don't know we're believing lies. <laughs> you know, it, it's really, um, it's, it's a very confusing time. But for, for someone in despair today, what mm-hmm. really um, took me from where I was to where I am today and during the fast pace of Auntie Anne's, there's one Bible verse that that became powerful and real to me. I was able to work it, Scott, in my life. And that was found mm-hmm. in James 5.16. If you confess your faults one to another, it, it, that sounds, I mean, if I just say that and stop, it's kind of like, well, what's that? But, but no, mm-hmm. it, it, it truly means... If we confess our faults, our sin, our shame, our struggles, our panic, mm-hmm. our stress, our inferior, our the, all these things, the inner life, when we begin mm-hmm. to confess that to each other, to someone, I had Jesus. I'm telling you, he was he was my partner. <laughs> he and I talked. Mm-hmm. I, I call it the bedside prayers. We did it. I did it well for seven or eight years, never talking about to anyone about my struggles within. And I have to tell you, that's the secret. So anyone that's in despair today, you don't know which way to go. You truly, you feel like it's over for you. You honestly believe Mm -hmm. it's over. Like you've, you have failed so horribly that there is no Mm -hmm. way out of your situation or someone has hurt you so bad that you're traumatized and your voice is completely, you're silenced. You have nothing to say. And Satan has you on the back seat, the back pew of the church, like I was mm-hmm. for many years. And you're looking around and you're seeing all these people that seem to be, you know, victorious, like, like the overcomers, like you want to be like them, but you just can't get find your way there. I am telling you, if you will start by opening up your heart and understand that you have a voice and you have a right, whoever you are, mm-hmm. to complain. Yeah. 
you, you can tell someone confession is really, oh my gosh, Scott, it's, I don't know, we wrap it up in a pretty, in a box with a bow on top. Confession is not that. Confession is spewing out the innermost parts of your thoughts and your belly. What's in your stomach that just keeps you in a knot? The day I went to confess to my husband, I cannot tell you how difficult it was because he had no idea what was going on in my life for seven years. When I went to tell him, it was messy. It was horrible. It was shame-filled. It was hard. It was difficult. I wanted to stay on my knees by my bed and talk to Jesus about it and believe that he will deliver me. But wow, confess your faults, your sin, your shame, your panic, your your inferiority complex, your fears, whatever it is, you confess them one to another. Why? It's all about being authentic. There's another verse I love in 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, And then the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, then he cleanses us from all sin. And Scott, I believe freedom starts with confession. And if you feel stuck today, find someone that you trust, completely trust. Maybe it's just a great friend or maybe it's an aunt or an uncle or someone in your family that you can trust. I'm not saying that you have to go spend lots of money to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Start with just being open and honest with someone who knows where that will lead you as far as more professional help, because I certainly needed more professional help, but it all started my recovery, my redemption, my life, my family, my company, Auntie Anne's pretzels. It all came out of my honest confession, my one hard confession to my husband. That's when God began to do a work of redemption, body, soul, and spirit, emotionally, professionally, and personally, and financially. It all started with that one confession. When when you overcame that, that pain, blame, and shame, if I'm hearing you, it wasn't that something was discovered. It was a truth you came to decide you were going to talk to Jonas, bring this out and experience healing. And if I get it, tell me about that. If that healing brought not only spiritual success to you, but success in all areas of your life. I couldn't say it any better, Scott, in all areas of my life. And you know what? I could never have imagined. I could never have dreamed It was not in my thought processes at all that God had this wonderful, overcoming, light-filled life planned for me. I, I understand, and I heard it all in my life, that Jesus paid it all. Like he paid the price for a life of freedom. And Scott, I knew that Jesus paid for my sins, and I loved that about him. But you know what? I realized much later in my life during this time that not only did he pay for my sins so that I don't have to be guilty about that, 
but he also carried, he carried my shame. And it was the shame of my life that I couldn't bear. It's not the sin of my life as much as the shame that the sin took me to. I couldn't bear it. Mm -hmm. But when I discovered, when I understood the fullness of what Christ did on the cross, you talk about influencing, <laughs> you talk about overcoming, yeah. you talk about walking in a life, into a life that God has prepared. That's his goal. That's his, really, that's his goal. That's why he died for us, so that we could live a life of fullness. Not just for me, not just for you, Scott, it, for everybody. That's why I say the inner life that we carry with us every day that is so full of issues and struggles and pain that we just can't find the courage to talk about. That's where we need to start. Open up your inner life to someone and God will restore you to a place where, Scott, I can not describe where I live today. Yeah. I cannot describe. I, I really hope. Yeah. The darkness and the light. The darkness and the light. It's unbelievable. But it all started with one very difficult, hard confession. But but mm -hmm. from that, mm -hmm. you have experienced such incredible healing. Oh. And one of the things we want as people listen to the Influencers podcast is to know you are everyone listening is called to be an influencer. <laughs> Absolutely. They're called to be light in a dark world. Yes. Uh, could you, could I just ask, there are people that are listening and I just, you know, the spirit of God is just on you as you talk. Would you take a moment and just pray mm -hmm. um, for people that are listening right now that they could find the strength to understand that God has something far grander than the shame they're living under, mm -hmm. the pain they're living under, mm -hmm. and there really is a brighter future. And, and let's just ask Jesus to do something in people's hearts today. Yes, amen, Scott. Thank you. Our Heavenly Father, you are in heaven and we are on earth. Mm -hmm. And we reach out to you every day of our lives because we believe in you. Mm -hmm. We trust in you. And yet here I am. I am in this place where it's almost impossible. It feels like I can't reach you. I, do you hear me, God? But yeah. Father, I, I pray in this moment, you are you are God of of the moment, not tomorrow. Yeah. Not yesterday. But you're the great. You're the great yeah. I am. Yeah. I yeah. am. I am Thank here you. for you today, now. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, inside those bodies, those hearts, in the innermost being of these people who are listening right now that, that are so stuck and they don't know where to turn. And some of them have lost hope. Mm -hmm. They don't even want to think about tomorrow. Lord, you know how well I remember those days in my own life. I pray, Holy Spirit, your job mm -hmm. is to bring people, to turn people, direct them to Christ, to Jesus. Yes. 
the lover of their yes. soul, the the one who yes. who who willingly gave his life not only for their mm-hmm. sin but for what it is that they're struggling with right now. He paid the price for that. He he experienced it all. So Lord, I pray for just a a touch of your presence, just your presence. That's mm-hmm. all. In our dark times, Lord, we just need to feel you. Would you just do that, Lord, yeah. right now for those who are most desperate that they would mm-hmm. they would feel your presence? Yes. You did it for yes, me, Lord. Lord. Please do it for those yes. who are desperate today and give them hope and yes. courage to get up off their chair, turn the TV off, and go tell someone, mm-hmm. a mature person, someone that's been down the road, not, not go to the bar and spew out, but just find a mature person, someone that you know has been there, done that, and is living a life close to Christ. Find that person okay. and begin to talk. I pray that you'll give them courage in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Jesus' name. Yes. Wow. And I just feel like we are, we're on holy ground here and that the Lord, of course, hears your prayer, Mm -hmm. but I think people are reaching out by faith to receive. You've been Mm -hmm. incredibly transparent Mm -hmm. and the key to being an influencer is to get whole inside your own soul. And you have had an incredible journey. You've captured those journeys. Let me just, on the twist of fate, the secret lies within the books you've written and then this most recent, Overcome and Lead. If people wanted to connect with these books, find this material, do you know how they can do that? Yes, Scott, they can just go to, it's as simple as go to overcomeandlead.com. And that will take you to the books and we'll ship them out to you um, when we um, hear from you. Wow. Friends, that that Mm -hmm. overcomeandlead.com. We want to connect you with this material. Anne's story is an incredible story of overcoming. You may think about the pretzels, but there's something far deeper than the pretzels. It's what's gone on in her heart, her soul. And that's where influence really starts. We you want know, to remember, remind all of our friends. Go ahead. I was just, I'm sorry to interrupt okay. you there, but you know, I just want to say God gave me a pretzel <laughs> first and then he gave me a platform, you know, so I want to say to the audience, what did God give to you? I mean, he will give you something to work. He'll work it out in you, but it's all about at the end of the day, it's really about overcoming and then being an influencer for him. So what do you Absolutely. And to all of our friends, yeah. To all of our friends, we want to remind you that you are an influencer, yes. that you are called to be light in this dark world, and we want you to shine brightly, my friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. And we want you to access more of the resources. We'd love to hear your feedback on future episodes. Keep the conversation going and visit us at cityserve.us forward slash podcast. Remember, folks, use your influence to move people closer to Jesus and his mission.